and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Well, today, if you're a note taker, I'm preaching a message called Portrait of a Godly Mother. Portrait of a Godly Mother. I do have a confession to make, and that is this is the first time I've ever, I've been full-time in ministry for 28 years. It's the first time I've ever preached on Mother's Day. By the end of the message, you may say, that's the last time. We like Alison better. (laughs) But I'll give it a go. (laughs) Portrait of a Godly Mother. Today is a day when we take the time to honour the one human being who unselfishly gives herself to her children time and time again. Who knows that to be true? This person doesn't ask for anything in return. Your life has been blessed by a godly mother. You need to know this morning that you have enjoyed one of the world's greatest treasures and blessings. Abraham Lincoln declared, no man is poor who has had a godly mother. In this passage we are about to read, we are introduced to a woman who stands out as one of the greatest mothers revealed in the passages of Scripture. Her selfless love and sacrifice made possible the exodus of God's people from Egypt and literally change the course of history. Come on a journey with me this morning as we open up our Bibles to the book of Exodus chapter 2, verse 1. Exodus chapter 2, verse 1. When you have it, can I have a good amen? Amen. Exodus chapter 2, verse 1. Now, a man of the tribe of Levi married a Levite woman. The woman became pregnant gave birth to a son. She saw that he was a special baby. And all the mum said, (laughs) kept him hidden for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus, that's how you pronounce it? Papyrus, correct, yep. Basket for him, terrible word. And coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the riverbank. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent a female slave to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. So the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this baby and nurse him for me and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. Verse 10, when the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. Some context for you. 
the Hebrew population could well have been uh, approximately uh, about two million people at this time, all who had descended from the family of Jacob. Joseph had come, and of course you know the story, how Jacob and the family came, joined their son Joseph. God blessed them, God multiplied them. God had caused them to increase in the land of Egypt. Over time, Exodus tells us that a new king arose, came to power in Egypt, and this king knew nothing about Joseph. You can read it in Exodus chapter 1, verse 8. It says, he knew nothing about Joseph or what Joseph had done. He was threatened by the growth that he saw amongst the Israelites. So he came up with a plan. He had three steps that he took. The first step was to afflict the adults. In other words, he, he wanted to, uh, I suppose we could call it population control. His first step was to afflict the adults and the way that he did that was by turning the Israelites into slaves. And in Exodus chapter one, verse 11, it says that the slave masters were brutal in their approach. And the goal was, was to wear the Israelites down, therefore, or thereby, crushing their ability to be able to reproduce through brutal slavery. But how many of you know that when there is affliction and opposition, God has a way of blessing His people. And the Israelites continue to multiply. Pharaoh takes it to the next level and he says, my strategy is not actually working. What I'm actually gonna do now is I'm gonna ask the midwives, the Hebrew midwives, that when the Israelite women give birth, he asked them to kill the Jewish boys at birth. Now, he intentionally uh, chose the Jewish boys, and that was because it was a way of, over time, amalgamating the Israelite girls into the Egyptian population. In other words, to wipe out their race. Well, you know the story, the Hebrew midwives, never followed the king's or Pharaoh's decree. And the Israelite population continued to multiply, it continued to grow. So Pharaoh now makes his final decision and he decrees now across the entire land. Prior to this, it was afflicting the adults. Secondly, it was working with the midwives, but now he goes public. And he says to the entire Egyptian Israelite population that all male children must be drowned. They must be killed. That would take place in the Nile River. During this time, a young Hebrew couple fall in love. They have three children, excuse me. The first was Miriam. She was the oldest. If you're the oldest, can I have a good amen? <laughs> second, it's Aaron, second child, the middle child, because the best of everything. 
and the youngest, who would later, I'm the youngest, by the way, the youngest, who would later be named by an Egyptian princess, he would be known as Moses. So you have Miriam, Aaron, and Moses. Acts chapter 7 verse 20 says, at that time when Moses was born, the Bible says he was no ordinary child. So Moses' mother hid him, looked after him, when all children, male children, were supposed to be drowned in the Nile River, she looked after him. And she comes up with a plan. Her plan, we don't know if it was in communication with God, was to prepare a little box where this little baby boy, for three months, she had him in hiding. Now, if you think about Pharaoh's strategy, he created an accountability structure. So if anybody saw a Hebrew male child, they would report it to the soldiers. So she had to go in hiding with her baby boy. Think about that. She had to hide her baby boy for three months. One day, she prepares a little box. The Bible says that she coated it with tar and with pitch. And she came up with a plan. And that plan would be is that she would put little baby Moses inside this box, this raft, so to speak, would float him down the Nile River. And when the princess would come and bathe for the day, she would see this little boy in the hope that she would adopt him. Little Moses goes, think about being the mum. Think about sending a three-month-old down a river. She sends him, and in her masterful strategy, she comes up with a plan where Miriam would stand by the river, Moses' elder sister, and as the princess would come, Miriam would ask the question, should I get one of the Hebrew women to nurse this child for you? Well, the princess, she sees this little baby. In fact, the way it happens is she actually hears the cries of a child. She sends one of her maids to collect this little baby, pulls him out of this little raft, this box, And the Bible tells us that as soon as she sees this little baby, something moved in her heart. She was moved with compassion. And there was an instantaneous affection towards this child. Miriam asked the question, should I get one of the Hebrew women to look after this little baby for you? The princess says, yes. And she says to Miriam, that in nursing this child for me, I will pay you wages. So the family (laughs) was paid to look after a child that should have been destroyed. Later on, as the child grew, some Bible teachers say it was probably around about the age of seven, he would go back 
to the home of the princess where she was raised or he was raised as her son. What an incredible story. But stay with me now. What an amazing act of faith on behalf of the mum to be able to possibly hear from God, come up with a strategy. Miriam, we know. Aaron, we know. Moses, we certainly know. But here's my question for you. Tell me the name of Moses' mother. Well, later on in Exodus, we learn her name. And this amazing woman of faith, her name is Jochebed. J-O-C-H-E-B-E-D. Jochebed. Isn't it interesting that her story reflects the heart of a mother? Hardly anybody knows her name, but yet she chooses not to be the centre of attention. She didn't want to be in the limelight. She wasn't seeking publicity or fame. All she wanted to do was do the best that she could possibly do for her kids and for her family to be successful. That is the portrait of a godly mother, Jochebed. The name Jochebed, the Hebrew name, simply means the Lord is my glory. She wasn't searching for fame and success for herself. The Lord was her glory. And today we celebrate mums at Horizon Church, those who are on Horizon Online. Because the Lord, the Lord, the Lord was her glory. A portrait of a godly mother. Three things about the life of Jochebed today. Are you ready? Yeah. Number one, we see her courage. Godly mothers are courageous. Amen. Come on, church, a little bit louder now. Godly mothers are courageous. Pharaoh issues a decree, but watch this. Jochebed refused to give into a, come on now, stay with me now. I'm preaching spirit today. Jochebed refused to give into a godless and demonic system. We need women of courage who won't sell their sons to a godless and demonic system. Jochebed was not afraid to take a stand for what was right, come on now, in dark days. You think we live in dark days? These were also dark days. And here's a woman of faith who said, I won't give in to what the world wants. Mums, the world wants your sons. Mums, the world wants your daughters. And they want you to sell your sons and your daughters to a godless and demonic system. Talk about a woman who had faith over fear. It was Jochebed. Here we see a mother who chooses faithfulness to her God when the world wants her child. 
Hebrews chapter 11, verse 23 says, retelling the story of Moses, says, by faith Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child. You have no ordinary child, mum, today. You have a child who's anointed. You have a child who's destined for great things. You have no ordinary child. And they were not afraid of the king's edict. There is a world that wants your sons, wants your daughters, wants to render them lifeless. But we need godly mothers who stand up because it takes courage, mums, to pray. And we want to thank you for your prayers. We want to thank you for praying for years and years and years over your children. That's a woman of courage right there. Mums, we want to thank you for saying no to certain friends. Because the Scriptures are very clear. Evil company corrupts good habits. I want to thank you, mums, today to saying no to certain school parties. Because anointing comes with association. I want to thank you, mums, for your courage when you had to stay up during the night nursing a sick child. I also want to thank you, mums, for your courage for when your son or daughter did not want to go to youth group and you said, you are going to youth group. Amen. I want to thank you, mums, today for limiting internet access and for checking on devices device time, pin numbers, come on now, because the world wants to render your son and your daughter lifeless. I want to thank you, mums, for the time that you had to say no to that sleepover, because there was a witness in your spirit that made you feel uncomfortable, because the Word of God says that the anointing will teach you all things. Whew, come on, Brad. You're doing such a good job today. Because it seems as though, it seems as though, mums, the devil wants you to know you're the only one who's been strict. But you're not. This is common, godly, good parenting. And so we want to speak courage into mums today and say thank you. We want to thank you, mums, for sacrificing financially to give your child an education. We want to thank you for staying up late, helping your son, your daughter, finish that assessment. <laughs> knowing, <laughs> knowing <laughs> you did year 11 and 12 all over again. <laughs> If you applied that much effort, you would have been a doctor today. <laughs> oh, that was funny. <laughs> Knowing what still needs to be done to be ready for the next day. Yeah. Mums are amazing. That's right. Thank God for mums yes. who choose conviction over convenience. Yeah. Jochebed was such a woman. We see her courage. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9, today's Bible reading plan says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. 
for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. My mother, who passed away a couple of years ago, was a woman of courage. Like Jochebed, she'll go uncelebrated, but yet in heaven's eyes, she's a woman of courage. Because living in South Africa under an apartheid system back in the day, all has changed now, praise God. My mum and my dad made a decision to leave it all behind to give their three children, Belinda, Kevin, Bradley, (laughs) a better life. That took courage. Would I be standing here in front of you today if a woman more than 35 years ago said the first in her family to leave the nation of South Africa. It's not easy to leave a nation. It's not easy to leave everything that you're familiar with. Why? She was a woman of courage. Thank God for women of courage today who choose conviction over convenience. Amen. Amen. Not only do we see her courage, but we also see her confidence, Jochebed's confidence, number two. By confidence, I am referring to faith. Jochebed was a woman motivated by a strong faith. Thank God for mums who are filled with faith. Come on, mums, this is your day today. We're speaking life. Exodus chapter two, verse two says, the woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden. Oh, hidden. Everyone say the word hidden. She hid him for three months. Thank God for courageous, faithful women, mums, who hide their children from the spirit of this world. They resist the world. The world was crying out for death. The world was crying to say, we want the life of your son. But this mother stood strong in the face of this attack and placed her son above the will of the world. James chapter four, verse seven says, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Thank you for resisting the world, mums. Thank you for resisting the temptation of this world and for hiding your son, hiding your daughter from things which the world wants them to be exposed to. Well done, godly mums today. There's a lie from Satan that says, that our teenagers, our young adults, need to be exposed to the things of this world. It is an absolute lie from the devil. Because I've heard Christian parents say, how can my kids relate if they don't know what's going on out there? Do you know that's exactly what Satan said to Eve? Genesis chapter three, verse five, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open 
and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. That there's a lie because the Bible says God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. The natural language of the devil is lies, but he tempted them by saying, you will have a knowledge of good and of evil and the rest is history. The best grace, the ultimate grace over our children is the keeping grace of God. We resist the world. We resist the, now God in His kindness takes those things and He turns them around for His glory. Who knows that to be true? So thank God for His kindness. However, if you've been a mum and you've chosen to hide your children from the spirit of this world. We wanna honour you today, mums, and say, like Jochebed, you are a portrait of a godly mother. I'm just preaching against the spirit of the world today, and I'm having a good time doing it. Can I show you an image this morning for a moment? It's a picture. Sorry, it's not in high definition. Don't worry, you're not losing your eyesight. It's, it's just not good, but I couldn't find a better one, so this one will do. What a beautiful picture. Miriam, Jochebed the mum, and little baby Moses. Stay with me now. Not only did Jochebed resist the world, but there also came a day where she had to release the child. She micromanages. Come on, mums, you know you can take the picture down. You know what it's like to micromanage every moment. You know what it's like to nurture. You know what it's like to care. You know what it's like to protect. Now watch this. The same instrument that was used to destroy other babies, there came a day where Jochebed had to release her son down the same river called the Nile. I would say, I'm not there yet. Some of you have done this and have done it on numerous occasions. We protect, we resist, we nurture. But there does come a day where you have to release your child down the same river that was used to destroy other babies, Jochebed had to release her son. Now watch this. She weaved a basket and she covered every hole. You can do your best. You can protect. You can nurture. And in Genesis, or Exodus, excuse me, chapter 2, verse 3, says there came a day she placed the child she just throw the child to the world. <laughs> she placed the child and put the child among the reeds. Jochebed committed her baby son to the Lord. As Moses was placed in that basket or that boat, sent him adrift into the river of this culture. All parents at some point can't hold on to your kids at home forever. <laughs> they need to be released 
into the river of this culture. Interestingly, the Nile being the longest river in the world, sometimes it can be a long night for your parents thinking about it. But that's where Jochebed, this great woman of faith, released her son into the hand of God. It's a big thing, mums, when that day comes. It's a big thing when they're no longer under your home, your roof, and you have to release them. I thank God for mums who held on to their children so tightly, but there comes a day where you have to hold on lightly. But thank you for being the kind of mum like Jochebed. When they were released, you put pitch, you put tar, and you covered every single hole and you gave your son and you gave your daughter for the glory of God. Because you have understood, I'm preaching to someone today, the difference between what is a steward and an owner. We are not the owners of our children. We are stewards to the glory of God. Can we keep going? It's Mother's Day, so we can't finish too late today. We saw her courage. We saw her confidence. But last but not least, number three, we see her compensation. Did Jochebed ever realise the potential that was in this son? Did she ever realise that he would be a titan across the vast reaches of our Bible? Did she ever realise that there'd be millions of people across the globe this day that would hear the name Moses? God used him to deliver a nation out of slavery and bring them to the brink of the promised land. Exodus 33 verse 11 says, So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Uh, If you did a study on the names most mentioned in the Bible, number one, of course, is is Jesus, right? (laughs) Obviously. Number two is David. Number three is Moses. This little baby boy, his name would be littered across the Scriptures. Here's my point. Mums, you never know who you're raising. All the trouble, all the planning, all the micromanagement, all the finances, the kicking of the car seat behind you when you're trying to drive to church and be spiritual. (laughs) The vomit that goes down your top just before you're about to leave to go to church. You never know who you're raising. Mums, can I thank you for giving them the best that you could possibly give to raise a God-honouring child. Young men, young women, who will live for the glory of God, young adults filled with integrity, young marrieds who will instill the same values in their children that you placed in them. 
Jochebed, even after all these years, stands as a true portrait of a godly mother. She had courage, she had confidence, and there was compensation. Alison and I had a Jochebed experience. Came the time to send our year six daughter <laughs> to youth group. It was scary. Who's ever been? You know, when you first have to send your child to youth, oh my goodness, like, they're like babies still, you know? So we, a number of years ago, had to send, well, not had to, but sent Tori to her first night at Horizon Youth. You know, Alison, my wife, man, she's committed to our kids. We understand as a family that my first church, pastors, is actually my family. We sewed. We stayed up. We went to every swimming lesson in the history of humanity. <laughs> Athletics carnivals, swimming carnival. We, we, we chose as parents who are pastors, we said we want to be present in the life of our children. We prayed, we fasted when youth camp would come around, believing that our children would have an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. And a day came. It was the first night of youth for Tori. Now, I have a special thing in this church. It's called a little fob thing about this big that gives you access anywhere. So we send Tori to youth. I don't know if we've ever told Tori this story. And at Horizon Youth, uh, we don't call them mosh pits, by the way. They're called praise pits. And my little year six was out the front and I'm like, don't knock my daughter over. You guys are too big. <laughs> and we caught the lift to the second level. And we didn't stay long, Tori. We didn't stay long. But just for about one minute, we stood right up the back there. Door opened about this much, making sure that Jess Pedlow, who was a life group leader, was looking after her. <laughs> and there was our daughter in the praise pit at Horizon Youth. And we had a jockerbed moment. All for the glory of our God. Mums, you're amazing. You're courageous for resisting the world. You're courageous for making a choice where it's conviction over convenience. You're confident. You're filled with faith. You've resisted the temptation of this world and you've chosen a life of faith. We thank you, some of you, who also had to release to say, all right, time for you to move out now. You're done. <laughs> all for the glory of God. But may you on this Mother's Day be compensated, compensated with a word from heaven where our God says to you, well done, my good and faithful servant. Horizon Church, can we stand up and honour all of the mums today? Mums, stay seated and the rest of us, we're going to give you a great clap of encouragement. Come on, musos and singers, you can come. Come on, let's clap today. Thank the mums.
Oh, come on, that's a half-hearted clap. So good. You may be seen. You doing okay? Am I allowed to preach next year's Mother's Day? Who'd prefer Alison over me? Oh, there's too many hands have gone up now. So I'm going to go on from church discouraged now. <laughs> wow. Thank God for mums. I also want to make mention before I bring our service to a close. Some of you perhaps who have lost a mum in recent years and you come to the realisation how special mums actually are when they're not there anymore. And so that's you, Our, we empathise with you, we love you, speak the blessing and the comfort of the Holy Spirit upon you this day. May God comfort you in Jesus' Name. Wonderful Jesus. Church, we're going to bring our service to a close. Alyssa's going to come. Where art thou, Alyssa? And Alyssa's going to give some final announcements and then we're going to go out singing a great praise song. But before we do, um, I just wanted to also, in closing, just say one more thing. And that is, um, there is a spirit in the world today that tries to get you, Mum, to believe that your values and your convictions are not relevant to today. Do not believe that lie. Jesus said of the devil that his natural language is to lie. That is, if you asked me a question and I responded to you, my natural language is English. The Bible says that the natural language of the devil is to lie. All he does is lie. Stand strong. Stand firm on your convictions. Be bold in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise this morning. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.